Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, the podcast for coaches who are scaling their coaching business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. Each episode is strategically crafted to help you help more people get better results in less time. If you're ready to truly dive deep into masterfully helping your clients achieve results no one else can, the Creative Coach Method certification is for you. Head to creativemindacademy.com slash certification to learn more. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. We have a lovely guest today. We have Emerald here with us to chat. I'm super excited for this series. I've already recorded a podcast episode about this for my own experience, so I'm excited to bring someone else on to share their experience. So thank you so much for being here, Emerald. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It'll be wonderful, actually, to go back down memory lane and really dive into those misconceptions I had around getting my first client and how long it actually took to get my first client. (laughs) Okay. So let's dive in. Can you tell us how you actually no? first before we do that, can you let us know a little bit about yourself, what type of coach you are, et cetera? Yes, absolutely. So I'm a love coach and my specialty is manifestation, conscious creation. And so how do I help women manifest not only the love of their life, but the life of their dreams? Because I'm passionate about really helping women to believe in themselves. And when it comes to manifestation, the only reason you will or will not manifest, create anything in your life is if you believe you can have it or not. And obviously it's more in depth than just if I believe it, I can have it. Um, But that's step one of the process. It has to be there. And so love coach who teaches manifestation and women to believe in themselves to go after their dreams and as a result create their dream life and their dream relationship and who doesn't want that i think deep <laughs> down that's probably like with whatever we're trying to achieve in life i think deep down that's at the core of everything we want to find love we want to experience that we want to give that Okay. So now back to my first question. Can you (laughs) let us know how you got into coaching, why you started, what that looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a little over six years ago and I was transitioning out of a business. I had a cafe with a girlfriend and we were no longer seeing eye to eye. So we dissolved our partnership. I backed out of the cafe. She kept it going. And then I was at a crossroads of like, okay, now what, what do I do with my life? And it was actually a dear friend of mine that suggested I become a virtual assistant um, because just my skill set. I was really good with marketing and the online aspect of running a business. And so my very first VA client was actually a coach. And she was in a coaching academy with 100, 200 other women that were learning to become coaches. And so that opened the door to me to see like, what is the world of coaching? And so I started working for her. Before you know it, I had a full, full, like, what's the word, full docket of coaches that I was helping to build their businesses behind the scenes. I was doing the marketing, the social media, the emails. And so I'm learning from them and it's lighting up a light bulb, a spark of inspiration in me of, I want to help support other women. At that time, I had figured out so much of my own relationship issues, some of my own self-worth, self-love issues moved through my 
my drama, my patterns, um, my insecure tendencies, etc. And so I enrolled in my own coaching program. And for the first two years of my business, I was actually helping other women build their coaching businesses and taking all of that information and applying it to my own coaching business. And so it was just a really beautiful way of the universe saying, I'm going to support you. You want to support women? Well, you're going to support them, build their businesses for a while. And then eventually you're going to support them building the relationship of their dreams or the life of their dreams. So that's kind of like how all the breadcrumbs uh, played out. That's such a cool way of being introduced to coaching because you get to see how it all works behind the scenes first, rather than just diving in and trying to figure it out on your own. Like Like a lot of us have had to do, you got to see, I guess, the mistakes, what worked, you got to experiment on other people's businesses first. Yeah. And I mean, they were going through, I don't know if you're familiar, Gina DeVee, she's, she's kind of like, yeah, the Divine Living Academy, really the, the first, in my opinion, or what I've noticed, like woman to put coaching on the map, the first woman to run a multiple seven figure coaching business training thousands of coaches a year. And so that was a very high level entry point for me to see the world of coaching done in a really high caliber way. And then to work with some of her trainees and learn from them who are already at the multiple six figure approaching seven figure level and not just, you know, the financial aspect being such a big deal, but more they were doing it. Like they were successful. They were walking their talk. And once again, very heart centric women. So a completely different world than, you know, the sleazy sales tactics type of world, which there was still a tinge of that, I'll be honest with you, six years ago of really just like speaking to the pain point and you can't do it without me. Whereas now I feel like the coaching industry has really evolved, at least for a lot of us. I'm not going to say all of us, but it's evolved of, well, of course you can do it on your own. You're smart, you're capable, you're competent, but would you like to do it faster? Would you like to have more fun? Would you like to hire an expert? Would you like to have an amazing community of men and women around you and on and on and on? And so I actually really like how the coaching industry has evolved and the women that I surround myself with are all in this higher tier of heart centric believe in the possibility of everybody way of marketing as opposed to the old school of marketing I mean I went to business school and it was drilled into you once again of just like the sleazy sales tactics of like trying to convince them that they can't do it without you and that's just gross Um, And so it's really beautiful to see how the coaching industry has evolved for a lot of people, not all people, mind you, of course, but hopefully we'll all get there. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you point out that you kind of at that time got to surround yourself with high caliber women and still now, because I know I'm kind of veering off a little bit at the moment, but a lot of people, I think there is some shady things still happening in the coaching industry unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important because I am a person who does call out some of this stuff and say, Hey, look, I can see this is happening and it's not okay. But I do notice that there are some people out there who are kind of really deep in the rabbit hole of coaching sucks. It's so bad. Coaching is sleazy. And it's like, it all depends on who you surround yourself with. Choose to surround yourself with people who are doing the right thing and kind of focus in on that because whatever you focus on is what is going to manifest. If you're focused on how bad things are, 
that's all you're going to see. So it's important if you want to be the kind of coach who is in integrity, who is ethical, who does come from a place of it is possible. We can all do it. Do you want the support? I can help you. But if not, that's okay. You're a call. I think like being in that place and surrounding yourself with those kind of coaches is really, really important. So um, thank yeah. you for like pointing that out. It, it's made a huge difference in the trajectory of my life and my business because I see what's possible when you lead from the heart, right? So if we think, for example, a sleazy tactic would be there's only 10 spots left when the reality is there's an unlimited amount of spots or the cart closes in 12 hours when the reality is it's just like an evergreen countdown timer, right? Like those are sleazy tactics. Those are not in alignment and we can feel it. We're energetic beings. And so I think part of the reason the coaching industry has gotten a bad rap is because there are people out there just to make the money. However, those of us that have been here for a while and the women I surround myself with have been here for a while, we're committed. We're not going anywhere. We stand here in authenticity, sharing our gifts and our messages and our results with the world. Whereas those flash pan, fire in the pan type of people just out for a quick buck, they're not going to be around for a while because it's a short-term gain for them. Whereas for women like you and I, it's a long-term thing. This is our passion. This is our purpose. This is why we were placed on the planet to show other women what is possible when they believe in themselves, when they listen to their heart, when they follow their dreams and the inspiration, that spark that was placed in them by the divine. Such an awesome place for you to be at and like see right as you were starting your journey, seeing other people being successful. Then when you did decide to dive into coaching and I guess you stopped doing VA work, what was that transition like for you? I enrolled in my first coaching program shortly after I became a VA because I was starting to work with all of these other coaches. So if memory serves, I'd say within three months, I enrolled in my own coaching program and spent like three months going through all of the trainings because it's all virtual and online. And I was obsessed. She even said, she's like, Emerald, I've never had someone go through the content as quickly as you because I was just so excited. Now, similarly to what we were talking about before we hit record, I had this idea of like, oh, I'll be hitting 10K months in 90 days, obviously. No, it didn't happen that way. And so I had my VA clients. I was building my business. I still had my shingle out there of like, I'm a love coach. But while I was running both of those businesses, it really did take me at least a year to get my first love coaching client. And I want to say it was, it was a, it was kind of a connection that I knew I was living in Durango, Colorado at that time. And I just wanted to work with anyone and to get experience and get testimonials. And so I was offering $50 a session, right? Like really bare bones. And that's how I got my first client. But like I said, it took a while. And actually getting up to 10K months took a couple of years. And by the end of that second year, and it was from a combination of my love coaching clients and my VA clients, like helping them with their businesses. And so after the end of the two years, though, and reaching those six figures, that's when I felt courageous enough to let go of the VA business, but it was still scary because it was two businesses bringing in that money. And so I knew though that I had to let that one go, but I also was holding a lot of judgment around myself of, oh, I only made the money 
because I had the two businesses. And so I had to do a lot of deep inner work and really realize is like, Emerald, you made the money supporting women. And whether you were supporting them to create the relationship of their dreams, or you were supporting them to build the business of their dreams, and then these coaches are supporting all of these other women, like, what's it matter? And so for anybody listening, I also want to remove if there's any guilt or shame you have around having a side hustle, having a second job. I mean, you need to do what you need to do. And in hindsight, if I could do it all over again, I would have had an additional side hustle, like a part-time job, being a server at night, but I was just coming out of the food industry. And so the last thing I wanted was to like go back into the food industry and be a server. But once again, in hindsight, that would have relieved a lot of the initial pressure of the startup phase in the first six or even 12 months. If I even just had like three grand coming in a month from serving, like that would have been really helpful. And so that, that put a lot of pressure on me in the beginning. And I think that's actually why it took me so long to get my first clients because I had these incorrect expectations. I'd be making 10K a month by the end of 90 days. And then when that didn't happen, um, and I was just like, it had to be the VA clients. It had to be the love coaching clients. And yes, it was making me money, but it was incredibly stressful. And yeah. so if I could do it all over again, like having a certain amount of money come in would have relieved so much pressure. Oh my gosh. That's so important because I think a lot of coaches think that you can just quit your job and then start making a lot of money. And I've seen it with just like people online. I've seen it even with my own students. It's hard to see because we're we're told that that is going to happen. Like quit your job, become a coach. You can make a lot of money. And it's so unfortunate because so many coaches, there is that pressure to, mm. oh, it's like so stressful. It adds so much extra. I'm like thinking back to my experience now, it adds so much extra stress and pressure. And you can't be who you need to be for your clients when you're thinking, I need a client because I need to make money and I have to make this money and I need this person to say yes and I need this person to keep working with me. Like I've been there before and you're not making decisions from a good place. You're not making decisions that are a win-win for you and the client. Everything goes through the filter of I need this, I need this money. And it just feels, it feels gross and it's, it's not an ideal place. So for anyone who is listening, who is kind of in that place of, should I quit my job and then just dive into coaching? Maybe, maybe don't. Maybe at the beginning, just try doing both. Try doing both. How did you manage your time when you were coaching and doing the VA stuff? Mm -hmm. So I got really, really good at time management. Absolutely. Um, luckily for me, I am naturally really good at the masculine energy of structure and time management and blocking. And so I would have clients on certain days. I would have certain days that I would be working on my clients' businesses. I'd have certain days I'd be working on my business. And so I, I really just got good at chunking and so if I was going to be doing content creation and be creative, that was a day. If I was going to have calls, that was a day. If I was working on my clients' businesses, that was a day, right? So you see where I'm going here? I just had to get really, really good at planning things. There was certainly like my second year of business when I really started to take off and be successful, there was the stress on my relationship at the time because I was working quite a bit and I was running two businesses and it would go into the night. It would go into the weekend. And so 
I also think that that's important to bring light to because there are a lot of people out there like, I make the money working four hours a day. Like, yeah, but you've probably spent the last six years where before that you were working your ass off, working 80 hour weeks to get there. And so I was working my ass off to get to that certain level. Whereas now after six years, I can tell you, yeah, you know, I probably work four hours a day. Some days it's six or eight, some days it's two or three. It's not every day. If I'm in a launch, it might be every day, right? But I had to build up that consistency to get to this point. And so if anybody's like, oh yeah, I'm going to work two hours a day and make 10 grand a week. No, I mean, there's plenty of women doing that. But once again, they have, they've earned it. They've put the hours in to build up to that level. Yeah, that's such a good point. When I first started coaching, I... I believed a lot of the things that kind of the sexy things that float around on Instagram about having your own business that you can just work four hours a week and it should just be easy and flowy and feel good all the time. So like literally I hardly worked. I was like, well, I I should just not have to work like four hours a day. I can do that. Oh, I did hashtag research today. I just, I I didn't even know what work to do. I thought that I could, I, sh- I thought that I only had to work four hours a day. And if it was any more than that, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. And I thought that I could just meditate in the mornings and think about how many people wanted to work with me and manifest it. And then it would come. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I genuinely thought that was going to get clients that I could hardly work and not have to do or say anything to get the clients. I believed, I believed all of this. Um, mm-hmm. and it, I, for everyone listening, that doesn't work. It does say how that work for you. <laughs> not at all. Zero. It do, did not work. Um, right. so learn from my mistakes there, but it does. It does take time. Exactly. And I mean, we can use similar analogies in the love coaching world. You can't, I mean, yeah, you can sit at home and visualize your dream guy and maybe 1% of 1% of the population, their dream guy is going to be the FedEx guy or the mail delivery guy that knocks on their door. But for the rest of us, you got to go out into the world and do things to meet your man. And so the energetic aspect of building your business, sure, yeah, meditate, vision board, journal, all of that's important. But we live in a physical reality, which means you've got to go out and do things if you're going to attract in clients. So you can sit at home and visualize and make a dream board of your perfect man. But unless you go out into the world and actually interact with human beings, or unless you open up an app, but even still, if you open an app, you still have to go out into the world and meet the person. So it's the exact same thing with coaching. The energy is incredibly important. And I would argue that the energy is more important than strategy. Like when you're in alignment, which is how some of these more experienced coaches, myself included, what I've learned is it's the energy behind what I am doing. And so I could work 80 hours a week doing what I think I should do and be completely burned out and have nothing happen as a result. Or I could work four hours a day or even a week, like completely in the flow because I just meditated. I got downloads from source. I know exactly what to do. I write one email and bam, the program sells out and I make $100,000. That's completely possible. And so the energy is incredibly important. It's not what you're doing. It's who you are when you're doing it, but we still need to do the things. And I think the really important reminder is that we're in alignment. 
Like I remember specifically one month, I was like, it was my biggest month of the year. I had a $25,000 month and I'd never had something like that before. It just like blew my mind. I think maybe the biggest month I had before that was like 14,000 or 9,000. I don't even remember, but I was like, oh my God, what just happened? And it was December. And I remember my business coach at the time saying, you know, I haven't had much experience launching or success launching things in December. It's not a great time because everybody else is doing it. You might want to wait until January to launch this program. And I remember sitting with that and feeling into it. I'm like, no, that doesn't feel right. I'm really excited to launch this program. I'm going to do it. And had a really easy, effortless $25,000 launch that month. So how I have learned over the years to run my business, and I think this is kind of the mistake that newbie coaches make, is they're looking externally for validation. Give me the five-step formula. Okay, it worked for you. It must work for me. No, we're all unique individuals. And so the biggest shift and swing in my coaching business was when I really just learned how to take everything in and let it resonate with me or percolate and see what felt right and act on it rather than, well, you're my coach. I've hired you. Therefore I must do that. Or I downloaded this freebie. Therefore it's going to work. It's like, take all the information in, but then how does it land for you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know your human design? Uh, yes and no. I'm a generator. Okay. A few of the things that you just said make complete sense. Like, like Mm. letting it sit with you and waiting um, and like tuning into yourself. Yeah. That's it's so, like, you're already running your strategy. So that's good. Yep. Yeah. I, one of my dear friends is a human design coach and she did a reading on me and she's like, Emerald, you're the first person I've ever done a reading on who is completely living her design. I was like, Oh, that feels good. Thank you. Nice. Um, and, and so, yeah, it does feel really nice to know that I'm in alignment doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that I know how to ride that emotional wave and really connect in with how something feels in my body and that I'm meant to be a generator. I'm meant to inspire the world and to help people follow their bliss. And if it feels good, go that way. If it feels frustrating, that's a big, that's a big no. And it's interesting before I knew about human design, this is what I was teaching anyways. And so then when I learned my human design, I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense, even more so that this is what I'm teaching because it's, it's who I am and it's what works for me. And luckily 70% of the population are also generators or many gens. And so follow your bliss is a pretty good uh, message to put out into the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to go back just a little bit. Now you mentioned that your first client was a connection in the town that you were living in was this how did you actually get this person as a client what was that like was it a personal conversation or a referral so it was a personal conversation I remember okay so I used to have the cafe in that town and that's how I met so many people And we were at a yoga class together and she remembered me from the cafe. And so we struck up a conversation. And at that point, I was just starting to admit to the world, like, I'm a love coach. I can help you. Like, you know, shift your shit, attract an amazing relationship, stop dating the duds. And so she was going through relationship challenges at that time. And so we started talking. I was like, well, I'm taking on new clients and this is what I charge and this is my package. And she said, yes. And so the initial package, I want to say, was like eight to 12 sessions, 50 bucks a sesh. And in hindsight, it was a complete pain in the butt because at that lower price point, at that lower tier, like 
I hate to say it, but women just aren't as invested. They're not as inspired to show up. I can't tell you how many times she'd cancel last minute. And I mean, it ties in, of course, there's a connection between self-worth. There's a connection between then the relationship you have with others, the relationship you have with money. Like it's, it's all intertwined how you value yourself, right? But ultimately, yes, it was a personal connection of someone that I met who was going through a relationship issues. And so that's, I was like, well, I can absolutely help you with that. And I just kind of shared with her the bare bones of what a program would look like. And she's like, yes, I'm in. And then if I actually think about when I did my first group coaching program, which was not too many months later, it was after the summer, those were also personal connections. I did a retreat in Ecuador in um, Costa Rica with a girlfriend. I was her assistant. I was her co hostess. And I formed relationships with these women and pretty much told them like, Hey, I have a group coaching program coming up all about self-love to attract and love. And just because I had formed these connections and because I shared with them about the program, uh, three or four of the women from the retreat then joined my eight week group coaching program. And so in the very beginning, it was all in personal connections. Now with the social media world, it's social media connections, but I get the majority of my clients now from Instagram and the podcast, which makes sense. Like I'm forming a relationship with them. They're listening to me every week. They're watching my stories, seeing my videos and really building up that no like and trust factor. And so whether it's a personal connection or an online connection, that's, that's really important. And you can't, there's no substitute for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's about making offers too, like letting people know that you are who you are and letting them know how you can help them and asking them if they want to be a part of it. And what was, what was that like for you for the in-person situations, like for your first client and then for the group coaching stuff, like making that offer? What were you nervous? Were you confident? I'm sure I was completely nervous. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I remember walking back to her car after the yoga class. I had business cards at the time. And I remember giving her a card and just being like, look, this is what I do. I would absolutely love to help you. Um, so I was a little nervous, a little excited, but it was great. She she called or she emailed and I outlined the program. And so once again, it had to be a no-brainer. So at that time, 50 bucks a session felt like a total no-brainer. I mean, therapy is 150 bucks a session, right? And so I I felt confident in the offer and in the pricing. I didn't 100% feel confident in me because I never had a client yet, but I knew that all of these tools that I had used on myself to completely change my dating game, my love life, how I think about myself, the amazing relationship I was in at the time. So I knew that what I was going to teach her worked. I had at least one woman that had worked on. And I also knew like I had so many conversations with girlfriends and helped them with their relationships. And so even though I hadn't had my first client yet, I believed in what I was doing. Um, even though I didn't fully believe in myself at the time, of course, right? And so I was nervous, but I was excited. When she said yes, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I would say, so the same thing with them when I did the group coaching program, I had already spent a week with them in person at the retreat and we had gotten into so many conversations on relationships. And I remember one woman in particular was like, wow, Emerald, you know so much. You should, you should teach on this. And I just laughed <laughs> because I, because I was assisting my girlfriend, I wasn't necessarily like declaring who I was to the world. They just thought, oh, Emerald's assisting Lakshmi on this retreat. And so I looked at her and I was, I laughed. I was like, well, that's what I do. I'm a love coach. (laughs) And so 
that also helped. And then they're like, oh shit, like this woman's been sharing her expertise all week. This is actually what she does. And so when I followed up with all the women, these connections I'd made on the retreat and just shared like, hey, this is what I have coming up. Would you like to join? It was pretty easy for four of them to say yes, because we'd already spent a week together. They'd already talked to me. I'd already expressed my expertise. And so when I just, and I just shared, you know, like I wouldn't even say made the offer. It was more, hey, I just remember that we were talking about X, Y, and Z on the retreat. And I have this program coming up that I know could support you. Is Are you interested in hearing more about it? And it was just pretty easy and effortless like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. What can you remember or what can you share, do you think, mm-hmm. are your biggest takeaways from from your early experiences? Do you have any lessons you think are important for, for newer coaches or coaches who maybe have been coaching for a while but haven't had a lot of clients? What What's something you can share with them? Yes. So a couple things come to mind. First, really tapping into the why you're doing what you're doing. So tapping into your heart, tapping into your mission, tapping into how you can give and be of service, I think is really important. Uh, The second thing that comes to mind is really having a mentor is really helpful and important. So rather than let me try to figure it out by myself, let me download every freebie under the sun, listen to every single podcast. Like even if it means you have to put it on a credit card, my first coaching program, I put it on a credit card. I put a lot of coaching programs on credit cards, just like my student loans that I went to college. Like I took out loans to invest in my education. And so if you think you can just be a coach without investing in yourself and actually learning the ins and out, and not to say it can't happen and you can't learn it on your own, right? Like we were talking about before, but I think it really retards the process and really slows it down. And so anytime I've invested in myself, I've always seen and experienced a leap in my business, in my mindset, in my growth, because ultimately I'm ready to take it to the next level. And so definitely investing in the right mentor, not the wrong mentor, which I can't discern for anybody else, except follow your heart. It's always going to be scary. There's always going to be fear every time I spend money, whether I have it or not, it's always scary. So I believe there will always be the fear when you invest in yourself, but it's learning to discern between the fear of this is right for me and I'm scared. So I'm going to do it anyway, or the fear of this isn't right for me and this doesn't feel in alignment. And the fear is actually the pushback of like, no, 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 don't spend the money on this person. And so the investing in the right mentor, I think is incredibly important. So yeah, tapping into your why, tapping into your passion, absolutely being a value, like what can you give, give, give. And then the self-care, like the energy that you're in is incredibly important. And so you don't want to burn out. You have to make sure that you are feeling your best when you show up. And so the tools, the practices, the meditation, the exercise, the sleep, um, it's there's a law of diminishing returns the more you work. And so finding that balance, absolutely, of taking care of yourself. And I remember in the very beginning that I would take breaks throughout the day to go for a walk with the dogs, to sit outside in the sun, to listen to an inspirational podcast. Like I had a really good balance of masculine structure of work my ass off, but then feminine flow and take breaks, like connect to source, receive downloads, get back into the flow again. And so that's incredibly important to have is that balance. Oh, that is so important. Something that I've implemented recently is not working on weekends 
as hard as it is, I've really prioritized taking Saturday and Sunday off and not really doing any work at all because I was easily continuing to work on Saturday and Sunday and it didn't Mm -hmm. feel good. I got so frustrated and angry at everything. I didn't feel good. I wasn't producing good work. So finding that balance is really, really important. It's easy to say, oh, I'll just work all weekend because I'm going to be so much more productive and I'm going to get so much more done and I'm going to get to where I'm going quicker. But you probably won't because you're going to burn out and then you're going to need like a week or two off to recuperate from all the pressure. So definitely finding that balance. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your experience with us. I definitely know that people listening can take some things from that. Thank you for being honest. I think it's it's just important that we're having these conversations because there are a lot of new coaches coming into the industry and they might have misconceptions on what it takes to be a coach and mm-hmm. how fast or slow it's going to happen. So I wanted to have these conversations so we can be really honest with everyone and and say for some of us it did take a long time. Like for me it took it took me like six months to get one client. And then I think I didn't get another one for a really long time as well. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and and having this great conversation. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. I love Instagram. I'm a big Instagrammer. Um, so Instagram would be the best one at manifest with Emerald. They can listen to my podcast too, Manifest It All, my website, emeraldsinclair.com. Those would be the the biggest ways to find me, but I still answer every single DM that I get in my Instagram. And so if anybody just wants to share how this episode landed with them, I I would love to hear it. And so slide on into my DMs and let me know. (laughs) Do you have anything coming up for people who are looking to manifest love and find that that relationship? I do. Funny you ask, actually. I just put together a brand new package that I'm I'm working on right now, but it's called the Magnetic Femme. And it's a five-month long program that dips into the key aspects of manifesting love. And so confidence, like really stepping into that worth and knowing where it's not about he or she chooses me or likes me or I get the job therefore I'm worthy but really understanding like no like I am beautiful I'm worthy I'm capable I'm intelligent and when it comes to manifesting as I said before that's part one of the part one of the formula of you having anything that you desire and so the confidence I have this amazing program called confidence turn heads when you walk into the room and so that's the first part of the magnetic femme process then the next process is my um, program called flirt which is all about the masculine and feminine energy and so many women swing into the wounded masculine trying to do it all try to prove themselves try to control dating control men control the universe which is the opposite of the feminine energy of being in that flow and trusting and receiving support and inspiration and divine guidance the universe so then we go into that aspect of how do you actually soften into the feminine have the trust allow yourself to receive allow yourself to be pursued allow yourself to attract and then the final three months is magnetize manifest lasting love into your life which is my premier premier program and so i've just bundled all three of these courses together with private coaching for the first time and i'm incredibly excited to help more women be that magnetic feminine energy and so they can reach out and ask more questions on what the magnetic femme entails 
Okay. Awesome. And I'll leave all of your links in the show notes. So if anyone wants to find you, they can just head there. Thank you again so much for this amazing conversation and for sharing your time with us. Mm, Thank you, my dear. It was my absolute pleasure.